Hey, this is Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and today I'm joined by... Harry Hess from Harem Scarum, First Signal, few other things, mainly Harem Scarum. Great to be chatting to you today. Your album, Line of Fire, with First Signal has been released today. How pleased are you so far with responses from fans and media? Um, it's been good, you know. I think um, people expect a certain thing um, at this point. You know, I've been putting out records for a long, long time. And uh, we just try and keep the, the song quality as high as possible. So we're pretty choosy about what ends up going on the record. And um, usually, you know, the gang involved, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're working hard on these things all the time. So the end result uh, usually turns out pretty good. And uh, everybody seems to be pleased with it once again. That's great to hear. Which two tracks from the new album would you play me if I was totally new to First Signal? I, th I think Line of Fire, actually, and also uh, Born to be a Rebel is pretty cool. Uh, there's a bunch of songs that I really like on it. Again, like we didn't pick anything that we, we weren't proud of, but uh, I think something that is, you know, showcases a record and, and what the project's about, you know, yeah, anything like, anything like those two songs kind of sum it up. Would you say you've always been born to be a rebel? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm the most boring musician guy on the planet, and that's why uh, I can keep working because I I kind of uh, stay out of trouble. And uh, the older I get, the the more boring I become. So I don't uh, I don't indulge anymore. Like in my teens and early twenties, that was a different story. But I mean, I just turned fifty. Uh, I'll be fifty one this year. So yeah, yeah, the exciting days are over, and now I'm just working. But there's a lot of output because of it, so there's a, there's a plus to it.
Are there plans to take First Signal out on tour? Um, you know, it's been brought up a few times, like, you know, uh, getting together a band for, you know, festivals or doing like kind of one-off dates and stuff like that. But uh, at the moment, uh, there's nothing concrete. Uh, like I always say, I'm always up for, you know, doing anything. And uh, so I'll, I'll leave it out there as, uh, as an open invitation if, uh, if anyone's listening that wants to have us at, uh, you know, their venue or festival or something like that. That would be cool. The album cover is really awesome as well. Do you have it much? Is. Do you have much involvement with that, with the design? None. <laughs> I can't take any credit for it. Although I like it a lot. Um, there was a few other things floating around before it, so we kind of just, you know, uh, have veto power over, you know, things that we don't like. But you know, the minute you see something that that you know is visually striking and seems to fit the vibe of what the record is and the songs uh it seemed to make a lot of sense so we all kind of gave it the thumbs up right away when we saw this one so you you're a very busy man you're a producer as well and with hair and scaring and first signal what other projects are you involved in and do you ever stop um no i mean it's something i do every day like uh, there's really no time frame for me you know when i'm thinking of working on something like i don't stop at five o'clock because it's five o'clock or or weekends or holidays i'm i'm even pretty pathetic that i don't even know when the holidays are coming and you know like just like bank holidays and stuff like not the obvious ones i have no idea so um it's that's a little bit strange but you know i'm always working on something because i mean these days i'm doing a lot of mastering so um they're typically like one day projects and i end up doing so many of them uh because it's a kind of a quick turnaround so i'll be doing a lot of singles eps and and things of that nature so um i get to do a lot of different projects that way uh, Jeannie Simmons said that rock music is dead. What do you think to that statement? Well, you know what? I mean, it was definitely in a lull for a long, long time. But I think, you know, everything goes around in cycles. And I, and I feel right now that people are pretty bored of the other thing that's been going on. You know, whether, you know, it's rap or pop. Like, there's a lot of the same stuff happening, which... It was kind of like what happened to rock, you know, in the, uh, in the in the 90s or late 80s, because you just keep repeating something over and over again. And typically people are going to rebel and get bored and do the polar opposite of it. And I'm hearing stuff now, like on Spotify, that the, the fastest growing streaming demographic is metal and rock, which, you know, I guess it's all uh, relative to where it came from <laughs> or where it was to how fast it's growing. But at the same time, a lot of encouraging, uh, you know, signs that people are kind of getting into rock again. Greta Van Fleet, you know, whether you like them or hate them, they're kind of putting rock back on the map again. Uh, or at least people are talking about it or thinking about it. You know, if you check out YouTube, there's lots of people playing guitar, lots of people, you know, recording stuff. So... You know, uh, the industry's tough, but at the same time, um, things are just changing. It's a different landscape, and if you um, work really hard and you're good at what you do, um, nine times out of ten, something will happen, you know, that'll that'll get you out there. So we're seeing that a lot. I mean, I'm involved with a label 
as well. And we work with a band from Australia called The Lazies. And uh, it's another rock band that's out there. And they're doing really well right now. So we see lots of signs of encouragement. But it's kind of our little world, the rock thing. So we're, we're, we're well aware of what's happening in it. And of course, Hair and Scarum, are there plans to record another album or any work going on with that part of your life? Yeah, I mean, we, we just put out a box set and a couple vinyl things, and we started working on songs in the new year, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now, is working on Harem Scarum songs, and we hope to have it finished by the end of the year. I don't know about a, re a release date at this point, but we're aiming to have the recording finished by the end of the year. So, of course, you started back in the 80s and 90s with Hair and Scam. Are you glad you started back then rather than now? You know what I am as far as, you know, where I'm at in my life and what I learned through that time. So I wouldn't trade that for anything. But, of course, if you could go back, you could do it differently or do it better. Um, but, you know what, it's all a learning experience and I, I, and I value what I learned at the time. And the industry, although it was starting to kind of, you know, go downhill, specifically for the style of rock we were doing, it, um, it, it really taught me so many things. Like, I didn't, I couldn't rely on million-dollar recording budgets. You know, in the beginning, you know, we were making records for, like, you know, $120,000, which, you know, in today's market would be the one of the biggest budgets you can imagine but back then that was the smallest budget that i'd ever heard of <laughs> for a band making a record on a major label so we always kind of started as underdogs and uh had a you know kind of do-it-yourself approach to making records and writing songs so i don't know how different it would have been but if you're specifically talking about time frame I think we would have done a lot better if our first record would have come out three to five years earlier. Mood Swings would have came out, you know, at the end of the 80s. I mean, I think we would have done really well internationally, sold millions and millions of records, you know, um, as opposed to, you know, grunge being prevalent when our first record came out. Like it literally, you know, within months Nirvana came out and it was kind of all over for that kind of music. So we, we definitely struggled to find an audience or people that were still into that kind of music. Um, and, and now we just have like an underground fan base of people that are into it. And, and that's all good. So we've had a lot of fans that been with us for the journey for, you know, 25, 30 years. And that's who we're making records for still these days. And of course, go back to First Signal. It's, it's sort of like heartening to know that the music is still relevant isn't it and that people still want to listen to like sort of adult orientated rock isn't it you know more melodic rock yeah i mean i think you know if if you kind of grew up or it was at a time in your life when you know they were formative years for a lot of people around my age and even older that i don't think that ever goes away you know that you like that style of music so i think it's just a matter of bringing it to people and keeping the quality up and uh and if you do that, uh, I think the results are typically pretty good. So, again, like we, we just try and make sure that the songs are great and uh, you put it out there and typically good things can happen. Of course, you have, will have had many outstanding moments in your career. 
but which one springs to mind straight away today? Um, you know what, the first time we went to Japan, the first time we played in Japan, um, you know, we only did three dates, like Osaka, Nagoya, and Tokyo, but they were sold-out shows, and it kind of still stands out as a, as a pretty shocking moment for us because, you know, a bunch of Canadian guys heading across the world and uh, showing up in a country where they don't even speak English, but to see people singing along to the songs that, you know, and, and like I said, they were sold out shows. So yeah, that was a pretty amazing time in our lives. And we've done some really cool things. And, you know, whenever you get news that, you know, a song is doing well at radio or you've sold a bunch of records, uh, um, you know, those kind of spring to mind as moments that were really cool. And also showing up in countries where you've never been to before. Like last year, we went to the Philippines for the first time ever in our lives. And we had a gold record there on our first release. So um, we'd been making records for basically 30 years, had a gold record on our first record, and never made it out to the Philippines. So going to countries we've never been to before, especially ones like that, like is pretty amazing as well. Can you tell me why we should buy Line of Fire? Because uh, Frontiers Records really, really needs the money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you know what, it, it, like I said before, if you're into this kind of music and it's, and it's a style that you've kind of grown up listening to, I don't think you'll be disappointed. You know, I think, like I said, people, uh, have learned to, uh, expect a certain, you know, uh, style of music and level of, you know, competence when it comes to making these types of records. And although they're kind of put together as projects, we, we don't treat them any differently. You know, you don't get up behind the mic and go, wow, it's just this. Like, I mean, I, uh, you can tell when you're listening, like I, I put all my effort into singing these songs and took a lot of time and, and Daniel Flores did as well, producing it and recording it. So, you know, it, it, it's just a, a solid effort in my opinion. So if you're into this kind of music, I don't think you'll be disappointed. So that's my pitch. Excellent. If you were stuck on a desert island for a year, which four famous people would you take with you and why? Do I have to eat one of them at some point? Maybe. Like, like, okay. <laughs> So I want someone a little bit chubby, maybe. Yeah. Um, famous people. Wow, that's a that's an interesting question. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I we'd put a band together, I guess. So you want you want a drummer, you want a bass player, and a guitar player. I guess they'd let me sing. Um, you know, I, I would pick a couple Beatles. I would pick maybe Eddie Van Halen and. Um, and who else, who else, who else? I, I love Glenn Hughes. Let's have Glenn Hughes there, too. I hear he's an interesting guy. Right. What one possession could you not live without right now? Uh, it seems that I'm, you know, constantly using this fucking computer. So I'm going to have to go with the computer. I'm making records on it. I'm talking to people around the world. Uh, everything in my life is on this bloody computer. So it's a very shallow and... Uh, honest uh, answer <laughs> cool. what would you like harry hess to be remembered for in a hundred years time wow um you know i think like anybody making records it's just you know uh, that somebody somewhere listens back and goes wow this stuff was pretty good or he was pretty good at this you know that's kind of really it you know i i don't think we've reinvented the wheel in in any way shape or form it's not going to be something that uh you know, is is on the forefront of, uh, you know, 
new new horizons musically but at the end of the day i just you know i just want to do a great competent job at what i'm attempting to do and 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 i'm happy with that if that's the legacy you know that people listen to it and go hey this was pretty good stuff festival or small intimate gig festival vinyl or digital um uh that's a complicated question i'm gonna go vinyl just i'm um, just feeling vinyl these days cool Beer or maple syrup? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to go maple syrup. Moose or bear? Moose or bear? I'm going to go bear. Yeah. Kermit the Frog or Donald Trump? Uh, they're not that dissimilar. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a Donald Trump fan, so I'm just going to go with the frog. <laughs> cool. Okay, do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners? I just like to thank everybody, you know, like for, for sticking with me slash us for, for all these years, it, it is very, very much appreciated. Anybody that goes out, spends their hard earned money on a CD, a ticket, a download shows up at the shows, anything like that. Um, it's, it's still a thrill after all these years. And I, you know, I'm honored to still be making records and happy to be doing so. So, uh, as usual, thanks to the fans. Hey, it's Harry Hess from Harem Scarum, and you're listening to the Metal Gods Meltdown. Meltdown.